What's going on? This is Chris Van Vliet, and you're watching Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Yeah, I fly and I soar, but I aspire for more. Took some time so I can show you how this lion can roar. Sound the sirens, let them know I'm standing right at the door. I'm defiant because I know that I'm a giant at core. Yeah, I'm that boy. Let them know that I'm next level. I'm a whole new kind of guy. Now, you know, do a little shimmy real quick. <laughs> 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 you gotta keep that in. <laughs> yeah, that's, gonna, that's gonna be the opening for the for the podcast. That right there. <laughs> oh god, yo, what's up, everybody? It's Mikael Casanova, host of this podcast, the Casanova Podcast, and also Decked Up. So this is a crossover of the two podcasts. Because I'm like, why the hell not? We got Black Oni today, and we're gonna have them on both shows. He gonna double headline, double main, the main event black oni what's up man how you doing <laughs> oh man with the news that you just shared about uh everyone coming through feeling uh, really good about that man that, that's that's awesome bro it's is absolutely crazy I, I i i knew some folks would help but i didn't know it would be to like where it is now with you know companies coming together individuals coming together it's just it's crazy i i feel bad and mm. You know, I was, I, I said this to, to Asia, I said this to Lehua too, like, where I feel bad is how long this has taken to get, like, the footprint and everything going. But at the same time, I know it can't, not, not everything needs to fall into, like, the news. Because, you know, news cycles are usually a week or two weeks, and then after yeah. that, people forget. And it's like getting all this organized and to the point, all the companies involved, all the products for the giveaway. It took mm -hmm. time, and I feel bad yes. because... You know, I'm doing stuff on the back end, and then other folks are like, "Well, are you doing anything?" Like, yeah, <laughs> on the back end. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can't you can't ever feel bad about that because things take time, and not everything needs to be made into content, or needs to be televised, or needs to be um, even acknowledged by the public. Honestly, like I. I, it's hard to go by that because, you know, when people come to you and like, what have you done? It's like, I've done a lot, but I'm not here to be like, look at me, look at all the stuff I did. This is about helping those where this is mostly affected, right? It's about mm -hmm. using your own resources and own platform to make something happen that otherwise wouldn't happen to help people out. So removing the you in that situation or removing the um, what's the word i'm looking for i mean i'm good with the you because yeah mean, right like because it, it, yeah you're right because at the end of the day it's like it's the ego it's right removing you. the ego ego right. yeah you know because like it, it's not about me or anything like that like i really and i remember talking to you before i started doing any of this and i'm like i really wanted to use every you know, angle, opportunity, connection I had to do something. Because what people don't realize is, you know, yeah, when a, a tragic event happens, you know, a lot of us do come together. 
we, you know, it, we're bothered by it for a set time and then people move on. But mm. it's like when you something like this happens, people need to understand this isn't going to be something that's going to be resolved in one week, two weeks. We're talking over six point nine billion dollars of damage to Lahaina. And like on our end with everything we've done, we've only got but six point three or six point five million raised. Like so we're not even scratching, but I mean we're helping. But yeah. it's like that's a, that's a lot. It, it, a it's lot. a long like this is a long, long thing. And then like as an analogy, like we have here on Oahu, we have a rail that was, you know, this project to basically have a rail go around the island so you can get to either side within 10 15 minutes mm, and it would be amazing good lord you kidding me right it would be if they yeah. if it didn't like it's been that's this project has been going for over 15 years and it's not even halfway done it's gone through so many different contractors and companies and all that to like when I look at what's going, it's going to take for like Lahaina to get restored, and I look at how when other things that get greenlit out here, how long they take. Mm-hmm. Like the the rail was supposed to have been done in 2012. Oh, we're 2023, and they're changing oh. hands again. So I'm oh. like, I'm like, I know this is going to be a long road and i'm in for the long haul and i know i've I've had folks that have uh you know they, they've even directly said like hey man i'm tired of you know you constantly posting about this i'm like well there's a mute button there's right. an unfollow button you yeah. know i'm no, sorry <laughs> i'm tired of hearing about tragedy i'm tired of living it right yeah like people at like especially in your situation you live in hawaii like there's a there's a selfish aspect of it, of course, because it's affecting people all around you, all mm-hmm. around you. But beyond that, like to not is to pretend like it doesn't exist, and to mm-hmm. pretend that it doesn't exist kind of invalidates everything that happened. And I, I think people tend to get caught up in the optics of following tragedy versus the reality of, of what the lived experience is. And they equate the thing as to as the same, because like, there are people who like get off on like, you know, train wrecks, they get off on yeah. like seeing things go poorly. Um, this isn't a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's unfortunate that people, that people have that type of, but, but you know, that's the thing. We got a lot of interesting people mm. in this world. I'm being, politically correct with that but you know i could say some other words out here bro <laughs> that's what we got <laughs> bruh, bruh, you know what for that one for that one we gonna have to give you some cheers for saying that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, I i don't understand how there can be so many people in this world who want to see others hurt yeah and that's what it comes down to is they 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 want to see people doing worse than them. Maybe that's what it is. Like they they don't want they don't want to see the possibility that there are people doing well or thriving or or helping or just doing something because 
they can help. Yeah. It's got to be motivated by, you know, something for me, something for them, something that they're getting in return. It's, it's, yeah. And that's just, that's, that's a problem. We see it a lot in our field mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's bad in the industry, but it's, it's just, it's part of the human experience. You're going to run into that. And it's, it's easy to get angry about it and be frustrated, but at the end of the day, where can we direct that energy to a positive, you know, outcome? So that's why, like, brother, I've been, you know, grateful for you because you were legit the first person to talk to me when all this stuff happened. And like, you know, the being willing to do charity streams and, you know, help raise awareness, utilizing your platform and, you know, your, your community and audience and everything like that, man, I appreciate everything that you've done. You know, if anybody got something bad to say, y'all know who you are. <laughs> Double mill fingers up to y'all for saying anything bad about this man or anyone else. Yes, shot fired. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And there's there's a lot more that I could be doing as well. I acknowledge that. But um, like I said, if, if there's opportunities that I can I can clearly see something I can do to help, then I, I take those opportunities. Um, so that's why when I reached out and I was like, yo, what's good? Like we were still learning a lot about what was happening, but I was like, I know a few people who live out in, in Hawaii that I got to check up on. Like I got to make sure they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were, you were like one of two people who was like, I got to reach out to them right now. Um, and yeah, once, once you started telling me like everything that was happening going down, I like, I was doing more research into it and seeing what the public knows about what's going on. And it wasn't that much. So I'm glad that we talked cause it kind of gave me some, idea of what things were looking like um and that's why you know when we got in that conversation to to start things off i was like yo just let me know what you you don't already know how to do let me know what i can connect the dots to and we'll make it work and you know you know again grateful to you grateful to you know always lozing and 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 know everyone who's coming through to help with this because this is we're playing the long game here folks and you know this i know for myself i'm dedicating one stream for the rest of the year to fundraising for this and i'm not really a streamer you know i i have a lot of technical issues every time i go live but you know, and me too. <laughs> no, but you're a natural at this, bro. You, you over here, Mister Twitch partner. You, you, you good at this? I'm, I'm not good at streaming because, man, I, every t- <laughs> folks like, hey, there's an issue with your camera. I'm like, oh snap, I'm, a, I'm two hours in. Damn, <laughs> but they don't ever tell you that until after it's done. I they look back at streams I did a week ago, and I'm like, why does this look like that? And nobody said nothing. There was like a buzzing sound going on in the background of one of my videos. I'm like, ain't no one going to say nothing? <laughs> He's just going to let this fly. <sighs> so it ain't just you. I can tell you that right now. There, <laughs> there are people who, who've been streaming longer than both of us who are still making these really like stupid <laughs> mistakes. Or even like they don't even have like a... Um, like it, it still blows my mind that this happens, but it just goes to show like you can make it work in in many different ways there are still streamers who have been streaming and making content longer than both of us who still just have a camera 
It is in the default aspect ratio. It is in the corner and then gameplay. And that's it. Like there's no overlay. There's no alerts. There's no, you know, description. There's no, there's no fancy <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's just that. <laughs> it's like, how do you, how, how do we get here? How do you, how you got 500 people watching you right now? And like, this is no slight on anybody. Cause like everybody's got different flavors and tastes, but like I've seen people more interesting and more engaging than some of these people. It's just like nothing adds up here <laughs> at all. Bruh. I... That's content creation. <laughs> that is content creation in a nutshell. The shit don't add up. You could be doing it's... everything right and it, it just Right. Okay, that so so <laughs> so we gotta talk about it. We we're we're gonna be talking so for y- y'all who are gonna be listening or watching this, we're gonna be talking about content creating. We're gonna talk about how this landscape has changed so much over the last however long we've been in it, which I mean, it's rapidly changing more so now than ever. And then talking about, you know, gaming and just where we need to like address the issue with review scores. Cause my mm-hmm. God, it's just, you know, Metacritic is the be all end all, but is it though? Mm. You know, Talk about it. I'm just saying, bro, if we had, if the industry and gamers were the way they are now, back when we were growing up, we're still young folks. Just keep that in mind, y'all. But you know, if they were that. <laughs> Some days I wake up like I don't know if I feel as young as yeah. least. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if if um if it was the way it, it like back then, the way it is now, we would not. Gaming would have died for the third time. We'd have had a second game crash. But anyways, bro, mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about this content creating, man. Like, yeah. All right. So like okay, I look at it like this. Like, I, I'm in the same way, like I see a lot of folks, a lot of cats that be having just the webcam and be a simple one too. It ain't nothing fancy, you know, be blurry, you know, like <laughs> Not even 720, it's like 240p. And <laughs> be having the mm-hmm. gameplay, or they're doing the the what is it, the uh four by three aspect ratio. I've seen some folks do that and be mm-hmm. getting mad folks watching. But yeah. I remember when there was a thing where it's like you had the the stream gurus and whatnot. I ain't throwing shades, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that yeah. was a profession for it that. was a it was a big thing for like a uh, year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know, it was always about you need to have this audio interface. Because remember, everybody's like, you got to have the Go XLR. And now it's like trash. Don't have the Go XLR. Then you had to have the high-end DSLR. You had to have the, uh, the, the whatever, like the high equipment, all this other stuff. Like, I look at, because I used to buy into that, and I mm-hmm. dropped so much money on that. Mm-hmm. Only to realize... That don't make a bit of difference when you hit live and you're not entertaining. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I always look at it as, as like this. These are all just tools to help you do what you do more conveniently, more easily, more, you know, smoother. If, if you are, it's the same thing with like making art or, you know, using a paintbrush, right? Like you can go out of your way and buy the most expensive paintbrush or use the $2 one that you got. And there's going to be differences for show, like the texture, 
of the brush, the bristles count itself, the mm-hmm. the flex of the I'm getting kind of technical in like the painting terms of things, but um, I, I'm, awesome. I'm, a, I'm a trained <laughs> painter. Um, so all that stuff makes a difference, but at the end of the day, it's like how you use it. So mm-hmm. someone who is using, you know, a basic $1 brush from some, you know, paint set, who's like really good at rendering and really good at creating lines, they can make some beautiful art with that. And someone who doesn't really know what they're doing that much using one of those really fine, um, really elegant brushes can end up making something that looks like trash so it, it really is about the balance of of everything that goes into content creation versus just the equipment or just the entertainer or just the internet or, or whatever it may be um it, everything kind of has to come together generally speaking like i said it's people who don't do any of that stuff who who get viewers and you know they 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 they, they found some code or some they cracked some algorithm and they just banking on that or they used to run with people who did all that stuff and so they can kind of just like ride on the success of of kind of having done that kind of stuff with them before um and and, and i want to add on to this and i know you you probably will co-sign on it too but like can we dispel this this myth that a shout out is gonna get you established because hmm. a lot of people think oh i just need to get this one shout out from this big streamer or big youtuber <laughs> that's that's not gonna establish you no no it helps but it's it not gonna help. establish you <laughs> and and how much it helps depends on all those other factors mm-hmm. so it's the timing it's the game the popularity of the game uh your consistency after that, it, it all all of that kind of comes into play. Yeah, yep, it it does. Um, and it, and it's just it's it's so crazy because like, <laughs> I feel like it's gotten harder, especially in the YouTube and streamer spaces, mm. um, since the pandemic to really stand out because and and to give context to people who don't know like so before the pandemic you know you had a lot of people that were trying out to to do content and stuff like that and you know it was kind of hit or miss but you have folks that were already established and they were doing good and you know then the pandemic came and and then people all say jobs folks like hey you know let me go and try something out a lot of people turned that into a career and it pretty much oversaturated in my opinion the the creator sphere so there's oversaturation of streamers oversaturation of i would say um of the youtubers and, and then all these platforms i mean you had tiktok which that popped up and then a lot of us were like yeah i don't know about tiktok because the 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 public perception was oh it's about kids doing dances but man you have folks making a living off of TikTok and it's just mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what what's your take on it man <laughs> man it, it it's definitely made me second guess a lot of the streaming stuff I'm doing I'll tell you that <laughs> I was like man this when TikTok came out like you said this is a bunch of kids dancing and I was resistant to it for a long time because of that like I. I I got no interest in in watching dancing videos all day. Like, if that's your thing, great. I know shade to you. 
or to mm-hmm. you know, viewers I'm talking. Um, it's just that, like, I, that's not how I want to spend my social media time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, this is another one of those things where like, I didn't, I never liked Twitter that much, but I got it out of necessity for what it is that I wanted to do with gaming and art. And so I had to make the decision to get a TikTok. And by then someone took Black Oni. So I'm like, okay, well, f- me, right? <laughs> so I just got Black Oni Twitch instead. And then just make my short form videos here and there. You know, I, I should be posting more often every day, but I'm going to be Bruh, real. That's, that's draining, man. It's draining. And it's also like... I don't know, man. I feel like my creativity in this space has gone down so much because a lot of the stuff that I put the most time and effort into ends up just like never getting views. But something that I just put together in 30 minutes will end up popping off. And again, this is just content creation. This is just how it goes. Like stuff that you can clearly have put more production value into can end up getting ignored by the general population. But something that you just kind of threw together as like a spontaneous thing can end up doing really well. So um, that's the the benefit and downside, right? Like if you're someone who is creatively inclined and you like to put a lot of work into your craft, um, it can be demoralizing because, you know, all that work you just did was for nothing. But if you're the kind of person who's spontaneous, you can just like kind of just come up with stuff and just kind of roll with it. Like it's great because you get to just keep doing that. And it just it is a frustrating place to be in in terms of that, but I don't know. I, I feel like TikTok changed the way people consume content for show. Like even YouTube had to adjust because of that. Even Instagram had to adjust because of that because people wanted quick bite sized stuff that was different than what um, Vine was. Mm-hmm. Vine was similar in a way, but it died. Um, yeah. Due to a bunch of different stuff, but the desire for short form stuff that you can kind of skim through and quickly look at and, and check out has increased dramatically during that time as well in the pandemic. And shout out to my boy Drifter. Uh, he put out a really interesting video recently, uh, probably like a month ago. Uh, it was recent, right? Or, Showing my age now. Recent is a month ago. Um, <laughs> time is relative, right? Time is relative. Uh, he put the video out talking about the psychology of short form content and about mm-hmm. how uh, the endorphins that are released when we're viewing something as quick as that and scrolling through and seeing more and more and more that addiction factor. Humans weren't designed to consume content as quickly as we have been and it's it's affecting us like they've done studies on like especially younger audiences like children they've done studies on studies on how the lack of constant stimulation now is hurting them or rather it's it's causing anxiety because there isn't something that they can latch on to that's like bam 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 Uh and I don't know. We're we're in a really tricky and honestly dangerous place in society, where that's the expectation, and it that's never been how we were meant to consume things. I, I mean, and, and adding to that, like I, I've never, and and we're roughly around the same age, um, mm-hmm. but but 
you know, at least for me, like I've never seen as many people openly having like really bad cases of anxiety. And and it's like social media, you can get bombarded with it. Like I, I see yes. a lot of creators constantly talking about it. And I'm not saying don't talk about it, but I'm saying like it's because the constant like social media was already screwing with people's endorphins. Now yes. you got TikTok and how that's changed short form content to where everybody in this field has like we had to adapt to it. We have to do it because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's what's bringing views. It's yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's like I, I and I notice so many people like just having really bad like, you know, breakdowns just in doing content, doing streaming, making these short form content. I even felt susceptible. You know, Layla can tell you about it. Like I, I had many a moments where I'm like just drowning in work and drowning trying to make these you know i'm trying to put out four or five shorts a day uh, on tiktok and on youtube and on instagram and i gotta do this and got and i got so wrapped up in it that like it i had to take a break i'm like damn i've never had you know like depression or, or mental health like hit me as bad as it has in the last three years with how short form content has changed everything and, and just and, and y'all have to understand it is viewers and listeners in this creator space we have to keep our ear to the ground for whatever's happening you know and it's it's gotten to a point now where even if you want you know to make content that you personally feel passionate about if it's not in some way popular or trending it's not really going to get picked up. And I know people want to say, oh, you know, YouTube is not making things discoverable. Twitch isn't this. It's not even about that. This is what everyday people who are picking up their phones and they're looking for what is going on. And if you're not in that category, you're not going to get those views. And so when you're spending hours and hours and days and weeks working on a project for it to flop, that mm-hmm. I don't even have a a button for the mic effect. That <laughs> you, you, know? you know? Yeah. It, it 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 does. It gets to you real bad. And people think and and I feel like we had this conversation offline before, but like when we really want to talk about the psychological impact of what content creating and streaming can do to you, mm-hmm. people think you're complaining. Because mm-hmm. like what do you have to complain you about? You get paid you're... to play video games. It's like it's it's a lot more than just that it's so it's so much it's you're managing a, your own business and you're you're your own lifeline like if you can't figure out why people aren't flocking to your content what are you gonna do especially if it was working and now it's not and it's like all right well what does work and then you do that thing and it still doesn't work. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. So I feel for a lot of people who like contacted, and we was talking about earlier, the uh the stream doctors and the stream coaches and stuff. And again, no shade, but things have changed since that became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like short form wasn't really a takeover the way it is now. And even some of those people who were doing stream coaching, like aren't getting the views that they were before. Half of them. I mean, 
I don't outside of like even I think uh Harris Heller has massively dialed back on that. Yeah. Like yeah. he's I think he's shifted away from stream coaching and such like that when informative videos to he's just been investing in companies, like mm-hmm. just doing a lot of back end stuff. And I mean mm-hmm. smart on him. He saw the he's change smart. coming yeah. and you know he he was with it. He I told think, everyone uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he said like there's a there's a big shift coming. Be ready because things are different now. Outside of him, who else is left? There's Nutty and um uh, Nutty, yes. Gail, Gail Level. Yep. And I, I can't top three only... that I watched. There's one other guy from um there's a few other of people who I've seen their content, but I didn't see a lot of their stuff. And I, I didn't see a lot of it recently, especially like, you know, algorithms aside. I, I haven't been seeing those come up on my feed. So I'm assuming they're still making that content, but it's not, it's not even showing up as in my inbox on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's just, so, okay. So, so I, I'm curious as to your take on this too. Um, cause I was having a conversation with someone who is, uh, up and coming in content creating. They've been up and coming for the last, uh, as of last year. And I'm, I'm carefully saying this because I don't want to say something that might upset. So I, I did that the other day and I apologize person who, who will watch this. I apologize. I didn't, I was not throwing shade. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> You know, because you got to be careful what you say. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And you you had to be really, really careful. You got to be um, honest, but careful. Yeah. So, like, I, I was saying to uh, this this up and coming person um, that I feel one of the best strategies, if you are going to do content creating full time, uh, from a financially viable aspect, is you want to start getting. The majority of your income being sponsorships, brand deals, endorsements, and mm. such like that, as opposed to a hundred percent community funded. Yeah. Because, and they were like, "No, but when you have a, a community that's funding you, like you can do whatever you want." I'm like, yeah, but what happens when they got to pay a bill and they're like, mm, "Right." support you or pay my bill Mm -hmm. i support you i go and get something to eat yeah yeah gotta gotta take care of you before you can take care of other people right it's the it's the thing they tell you on a plane put your mask on before you try to put masks on other people because if something happens to both of you Mm -hmm. where does that leave us now we have two less people around to help yeah so I mean, in your in your because you've been doing this longer than me, and yeah. you, you've been incredibly successful in your career. How do you feel is the best? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it, man. Yeah. How, how do you feel is the best approach financially, and is this space in your opinion still viable Uh, those are both very good questions very loaded questions (laughs) very loaded questions (laughs) i'll say this i 
last year specifically did better than most content creators do in terms of financially. Um, not necessarily because I was loaded and making a lot of money. I was making roughly around how much mansion people. No, no. I was making roughly what I was making at my last job through content creation and through like commissions and through all the various like artwork that I'm doing as well. So last year was a pretty decent year in terms of revenue income. Now I wasn't making that much before I was full-time content creating, but um, it was great because it allowed me to kind of continue doing what I do. Um, a lot of that money came from a, a sponsorship deal, um, a partnership deal that I had actually with Facebook gaming, which is no longer a thing. So that should what it, it ain't. It is, but it ain't. Oh, so Facebook gaming as a platform still exists. They aren't putting any resources into it. They aren't putting any time or effort into it. They aren't putting any initiatives that they had previously into it. So they, they had something called the Black Creators Group before. No longer a thing. At all. Is this is this Mixer 2.0? It it might be, honestly. And so to answer that question from that you asked about viability, we have to consider stuff like that, right? Like we're still at the mercy of these platforms that are still extremely volatile. So things can be going well, very well. And then six months later, they could be going very poorly. And it could change just like that. So having not only backup plans, but a support system and other skills outside of just streaming or or other things that you're working towards other than streaming all of that makes a or content creation makes a big difference in terms of you being able to flex and uh shift when the time comes with that said i've been looking for a job for like almost a year now because of the situation with streaming it's like there are times where things are going really well where I got like a sponsorship deal for like three months and we're good. And for like Facebook gaming, I had that for two years. So like I was good for a while and I was like, all right, nothing, else, nothing but going up from here. And it's not like that. It's not going up from there. Like things change, things can happen. And it, at the end of the day, you're basically a freelancer, right? Like yeah. you are a contractor, you're working with these different brands, these different companies, and you're at the mercy of what you can work out through that stuff. Uh, when it comes to crowdfunding or like subscription-based, again, like you said, you're at the mercy of every individual person who wants to subscribe to you. And as time goes on, as more people enter this space and as more people shift their attention towards like their families and like making sure they're on top of their job situation, less and less people have the time or resources to put towards ensuring you get to do what you do so loaded question loaded answer right like <laughs> a lot of this comes down to having different avenues of, of income revenue mm -hmm. that's a must when you're in this space so for me um, i had the sponsorships i had the subscriptions i had the artwork that i do for other people as a designer and illustrator um i had your comic uh, too right my comic book yep I have uh, merchandise on my website. I have coffee that I, I roast and sell. So like I have a bunch of different stuff going on. I do consultation, like 
there's a lot that I have going on. And even then, right now, this very moment, not going great. <laughs> like things could be going much better. And it's because the landscape of things is just, I don't even know how much I can even say about this. Wayfinder, right? Like a product that I've been a part of and a consultant on, but also like a content, content creator on. You got to think about the fact that these games that release, these new releases that are online specific, they're going to run into server issues sometimes. And that can yeah. cut into the sponsored content that you're supposed to be doing during that time, which happened. <laughs> so like literally can't do any of the coverage for the sponsored activation that I got scheduled for this because the servers are on fire. <laughs> so Bruh. these are all considerations that you have to make if you're considering being a content creator or considering continuing to be a content creator. So I think that content creation can still be viable, but it's way less viable than it was prior with more yeah. people in the space with companies kind of realizing that they don't need content creators to be successful, but we are part of the ecosystem, part of continuing to push and support games and services and products essentially. Um, we're we're part of that ecosystem, but we're not the be all end all. And some streamers like to pretend like they are, but at the end of the day, you know, you can only show people and influence, right? Influence them based on your own kind of experience with that. But they still have to internalize that and do something with it. And not everybody's going to do that. <laughs> so again, it's. I want to believe that there's a future for this space because it's something that I love and something that I've had wonderful interactions and experiences through, but a lot of companies have like backed out of stuff yeah, where they had planned to do things with creators or planned to do all this stuff. Um, and it just stopped. And with the economy, you know, it's bouncing back again. But while we were in this weird in-between flux of like, Will they, won't they? Like, are we good? Are we not good? Like, the U.S. specifically, doing a lot better than we thought we were going to be, but there's still a lot of companies, a lot of marketing departments, a lot of places that are still holding on. Like, something's not right, and something's going to happen, and they're just holding off on doing any major projects until they get to clear. And I've, I've seen that happen with regards to my own stuff. I'm like, I've, I've had contracts planned for design work that I was going to do for people that got canceled. And that's happened like six or seven times this year alone. And it was big money. So I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? So yeah, it's, right. it's, a, it's a weird time. I, I, so I, I'm going to share with you this. Like I, yeah. so I totally, who I, I'm giving this six more months to a t tops a year, mm. you know, and if in that time it don't pick itself back up, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to have to get pressure up on my IT skills and go back in because mm -hmm. like, you know, I last year. I was making like towards the end of last year and a good portion of this year, I was making good money. And then when 
it stuff shifted and it shifted hard especially like when youtube was like yeah we're gonna do shorts and like before shorts were a thing shorts have been a thing on youtube for at least two years now mm -hmm. they didn't start doing the massive push until exactly one year ago mm -hmm. and then that's when they foobarred everybody with that <laughs> yeah. push yeah and i went from making very good money mm. to bro i'm barely hitting 100 <laughs> the hundred dollar threshold i'm like what yeah. happened and yeah. i'm still making the same content i'm still doing what i've been doing mm -hmm. and it's just you know when they shifted so hard to short form content the, the algorithm shifted to getting away from regular stuff and when mm -hmm. it shifted back people were like you need to get to the point within the first couple seconds otherwise i'm clicking off so right. your, your retention got screwed yeah so i'm over here like i don't know like I, I don't like I'm with you. It can mm -hmm. be sustainable if things change. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm over here like, you know, I, I haven't been in the workforce since 2019 and I, I'm I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's weird. <sighs> it's real weird. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to be a, I'm going to be a honey. I'm going to keep it a butt. I have. I have created content and designed for people across the spectrum of various different industries, real estate, creative spaces, ho literally Hollywood, Congress, like political entertainment. I've mm -hmm. done the wide gamut nonprofit of design and illustrative work for several different industries and companies and people. And at this point, I'm like, where do I sit in this grand scheme of things? Am I like I've I have the capability of being a director and I've directed on projects many times, but I don't have on my resume that like I've been a director for this specific company for some excellent amount of years. Does that still mean I'm qualified for this director job? Because like I do the work. Mm -hmm. Or like I'm also like a designer. So senior designer? graphic designer like again when you're out of out of full time somewhere going mm -hmm. into a creative space where you're the freelancer and i've been freelancing for like the past i don't know three four years excellent awesome experience but also very confusing <laughs> very confusing so we have to reacclimate ourselves to this this space and uh it, especially because of all the back and forth between you know, stuff working, stuff not, positions opening and then closing because of this. Like, it is, it's been hard. I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is like when we're thinking about going back into the workforce and realizing how many companies are just consistently letting people go. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, yes. F me, man. Like, I, I don't have a lot of confidence right now in this space doing this full time and i'm considering going here and then i'm seeing all these other folks getting let go and i'm like mm -hmm. nowhere safe no that's the lesson nowhere is safe even when it feels like it is which is frustrating very <laughs> it's very frustrating 
Um, but you know, even it, you're not alone in this, and we're not alone in this. I've talked to a, a I'm not going to put their names out there. I've talked to a few other content creators who, you know, I feel like the big shift happened last year around like September, October, honestly, because around that time yeah. I was hearing from a bunch of people like, "Yo, how you doing? Like, are you good?" How, what where where are things right now and i've reached out to people about that very same thing and they're just like yo sh- things are not right right now and i'm you know i haven't gotten a, a new deal in like months i'm like whoa you of all people so it, it's not just you and it's not just me it's the industry at large is kind of going through it and i don't know what needs to happen in order for things to go back to a, a space of normalcy or a space of sustainability sustainability um but i hope it gets back soon does it ever feel like to you we were like we're we were part of a great experiment to say hey let's see if uh this content creating thing if we companies (laughs) are like "Eh, if we invest in these content creators and they're like yeah i don't know we're we're gonna pull the plug on that because it's like i legit don't know day to day how it's gonna go and yeah. For anyone who's listening or, or watching when this goes up, like it's not a great feeling when you don't know where your next check or meal is going to come from. Look, I grew up poor, so that already has me with a little trauma yep. and having to deal with like having left a lucrative career to do this. Mm-hmm. and doing well for a time and then it's like oh snap it's not doing well what do i do <laughs> yeah yeah the answer is not clear i don't think it ever will be clear Mm-mm. all we can do is is try to move the best we can based on the information we got and, and just put our best foot forward whenever we can um yeah, it, I, honestly, it just might be another situation of having to pivot again, right? Like, yeah, having to, you know, when we we we, when we both came from places where we were full time at a a company or organization, and then kind of went full time in content creation, and I don't know, it we just we just try, we just try, and that's and, and all we what, can really do. And what people also understand, it it would be harder for us going back into the workforce because we're going to have to explain when you apply to these jobs why you haven't been working. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've had a a recruiter ask me about that once. They're like, what happened? Why, why Why is there this gap? I was like, oh, no, that's not a gap, baby. (laughs) <laughs> i've been working this whole time all right it's just this work is different than what i'm applying for right now because it ain't gonna make me make much sense for me like hey i've done all this gaming content creation and hosting and consulting what the what the hell does that mean <laughs> i got you just sit down for a second <laughs> let me explain the whole thing <laughs> and it's like you, you gotta it's a, you also have to like deal with like the stigma that comes with it because people you tell people you stream or you make content and they're thinking oh you're just playing on the internet and you gotta deal with that 
And a lot of folks would just write you off just off of that. And it's like, mm. y'all don't understand. We're doing yeah. video production. We're doing, mm. you know, software engineer, audio engineering, art, you know, coordinating, P- coordinating mm-hmm. PR. We're doing mm-hmm. everything. I'm more qualified for this, for your job than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm more qualified for your job than the one I'm applying for. Come on now. Make right. it make sense. Right. It's is crazy. Like I, I really don't know, man. I don't. I, I I keep looking at this pivot, and I'm like, man, I don't. If I don't have to go back, I yeah, I don't want to go back. Because here's the other thing, y'all need to understand: is like mm. the freedom mm-hmm. that comes with this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Setting your own schedule. And then having to get up and go and, and look, I understand there's privilege yes. that we have. And, and yes. you know, before Phil say, oh, you just complaining because you ain't got to go to a real job. No, there's an appreciation from having worked a real job and then going into entrepreneurship, which is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We have run our own businesses, mm-hmm. plural people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that we came from prepped us for this but it didn't prep us for it crashing yeah <laughs> the confusion that happens after that's the part where we're like well <laughs> and you know we're being candy with y'all of course because we're we're having a conversation between the two of us but y'all are y'all are here for it as well um you know it's showing that we're confused or worried or or you know wondering what to do showing any sign of that in a in a work environment is like sacrilegious mm-hmm. right it's like you have to know what you're doing or you have to find out from someone or blah 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 it's like yes we do but before you get to that point you have to ask those questions you have to be open to not knowing everything you have to be, because there's always going to be some other option, some other way of doing something that you may not have thought of. Uh-huh. And the only way you ever get there is by asking those questions. Yeah. I don't want to say every place is like that. Like some places they want you to be asking questions and some places they want you to show up like you already know everything. So it, every place is different, but. Yeah, that was my last job. It's like, you're asking questions. You just hired me for this spot. Well, here's the manual. When's the last time that manual was updated? Uh, 15 years ago. (laughs) In tech? Excuse me? (laughs) What? I have stories. That's insane. I told you how I ended up leaving that job. (laughs) And I didn't want to quit that job. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yo, I like my paycheck, and I damn sure would love it right now. <laughs> right, but like getting right. put in that position, and it's like, yeah, you know. And I look at it now, like I've had some folks from that job. They're like, hey, you know, you ever consider coming back? I'm like, I have. I've mm-hmm. been offered to go back, mm. but I've been offered to go back under the same shithead I was under that I that made me leave. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. not sometimes not it ain't worth it. No, and, and I think I, I, 
I was talking to my other friend, uh, AJ Knight. He's a, well, he, he was a mixer partner. You know, mm. he did, he did Twitch and then he went over to mixer, did well with mixer. And then mm. when that came down, he's like, and that's he's he was in that spot that we're in now, mm-hmm. and like I mean he's doing good for himself now. I think he's a, a project a head project manager for something over at um, uh, Nielsen for mm. uh, Nielsen ratings and whatnot, and okay. he does some other stuff. So he's doing real good for himself. But he's over here like man. Every time I dip my toe back in content creating, he's like, I don't know if I want to deal with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like. Mm-hmm. And like he's bringing up the other thing too, like with how the uh, you know the whole creator space as it is, like when it talks comes to talking about gaming, and, and this can lead into the next topic of how the gaming industry is just getting destroyed based off mm. of review scores. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, man, he's like every time I get into a game that I really like, and these games get their patches, you know, it's too late because. Mm-hmm. You know, folks will go off of whatever soundbite or clip, you know, of whoever's popular saying they don't like this game. They don't even have to give context. Right. And because of the cult of personality that has unfortunately hit our sphere, people will take that and be like, this game is trash and then just run with it. We see we're seeing it now with Starfield. Mm. The folks, how dare Mm. folks give it a seven? Yeah. And that's just like the conversation. I'm over here like, I don't have Starfield. It's mm-hmm. good. I've seen all this. And I'm yeah. like, as I'm looking for that, all I'm seeing is this. And that's why, yeah. I, you know, I asked you, I'm like, is it fun? You're like, yeah. But is it Bethesda game? No. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um, and, you know, even on that topic, we'll, we'll transition from Starfield to the, the reviews in general. Starfield is a game that I, and like many people listening to this podcast as well, have been eagerly anticipating since they first announced it as a thing. And so when we finally got a chance to play it, over the moon, ecstatic, super happy, even though my PC needs to be upgraded, it's actually running pretty decently on my machine. So I'm like, you know what? Just on that alone, just on the fact that it's running, and not completely it crashed on me once mm-hmm. um and i've been playing it a lot you know it's it's in a pretty good space so i feel like in terms of compared to other star uh, other other bethesda games it's in much better shape than any of those games ever were on launch like much mm-hmm. better shape the, it feels very much like a bethesda game in terms of like you know you, you're leveling up by using skills you are you're exploring areas, you're interacting with characters, and you know, persuasion is still like I don't want to say king, but like it's a it's a really good thing to have. There are still like random oddities in the game, whereas like this feels like it was thrown in there because so like I haven't gotten far with some of the crafting stuff, but like you can craft food mm-hmm. and I haven't found that many reasons to use food outside of maybe just having a a little bit of extra HP or maybe, you know, some extra charisma here or there for some conversation. Um, It it feels like some of the perks are just kind of underwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I'll use the example of of Melee as an example. 
I wanted to kind of start the game as like a Jedi, right? Like I want to go out there in space and be a Jedi, have persuasion, have, um, you know, uh, have melee and then have some shooting because it's a game with lots of guns. So I have to have some shooting and, you know, Luke shot a lot as a Jedi too. So whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and the melee in this game is super janky. It's really super janky. Like it, it's, not as satisfying as I was hoping it would be. And it, it comes down to like when you're up close and you're hitting them, they'll they'll kind of stagger a little bit, but then they'll hit you in between one of your animations. So now you're staggered. Now you're kind of fumbling around a little bit and you're missing. And then it's it's not as smooth as I would I would hope it would be. And my other biggest issue I have right now is that when you land on planets. Uh, did you ever play uh, No Man's Sky? Yes. So you know how you you could land, you can go from orbit to like the ozone layer, and then go further in from there, and you can yeah. still fly around and land wherever you want. Yeah, can't do that in this game. Like you're in space, or you're landed, and those are your only options. So when you land, your only option from getting to Wherever 900 meters away from you is, you just have to run. And so just imagine doing that for each location that you're going to on these planets and then back to your ship and then back. So you can fast travel back to your ship, but it's not an ideal exploration feel to it. And and don't get me started if you ever get encumbered. Like, (laughs) you can't fast travel at all with that. So it's got it's got issues, but it's a really, really good game. And this is why it gets so complicated when you start talking about review scores, because what do you call a, a good game that has like blaring like y'all could have done something about this type of thing? I still think it's a great game. I still recommend people buying it. But to put a number to it based on those gripes that I have feels unfair. Like, I have to mention them. I have to dock points because of it. But like, they're at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, is that going to stop you from buying the game? It shouldn't. But again, depending on each person, they might they might get really frustrated with that kind of thing. They might they might have really wanted to go in as a Jedi and like Jedi mind trick people, and then like hit them with a melee, and then they're like, ah, it feels weird. That might be exactly what they wanted to do in this game, and they can't really. Do it that well or rather it doesn't feel as good as it should so okay so someone who's got game pass mm-hmm. should i as someone who's been playing this game mm-hmm. should i spend the money to unlock it to play it now or just wait till I, it comes out in two and a half days on uh game pass and just play yeah. it yeah if you've already waited this long to play it, wait until Game Pass. I mean, I, might I, as well. I, I apply for the the game key, and then they over here like, nah. I'm like, but Bethesda, come on now. Every game y'all <laughs> had on Keymailer and all the other platforms, I ain't yeah. covered everything. Now y'all gonna be like brand new with me? Like, yeah. we, don't know, we don't know you like that, homie. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, too. I, my, another one of my friends didn't get, end up getting a key through it. And I ended up getting a key. So, like, thank thank you to Bethesda for that. 
I don't know what, why or how they decide not to give it to some people or decide to give it to other people. I don't know. Because again, like my, like concurrent viewership wise, like I'm not doing that great right now. So I don't know. I don't know how they decided that. Um, but in terms of like, if you should buy it now, nah, especially because the weekend just passed. Now's probably the time you would have had to like monk, sit down and like really get through it. Maybe not because we're both full-time content creators. So maybe you have more time during the week versus during the weekend. Yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough. If you didn't already buy it now, it would just wait. It's only a few days away. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm just enjoying Baldur's Gate 3 so much. So good. It's, it's, oh my god, that game is so good. Yeah. Did you get it on PS5 as well? I did not. Um, I only got a, I, I got a code for it back when it went into early access so i the only reason i like still was able to get in when i did was because i i had got it in early access ages ago oh, and this okay, was back okay. when like nobody really knew what was going on with this game and so i i saw the coverage on it that they had like posted on like youtube or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like i like dnd this not like divinity original sin i kind of like the idea of those games but they were missing something yeah and once i saw what they were doing with this and then i had a chance to play the early access i was like i don't need to play anymore i'm gonna wait till the game is done mm-hmm. and i'm gonna jump back in because they, they end up doing like a reset at some point because of um they had made so many big changes to the game that they wouldn't work with the old code mm-hmm. when that happened that first time i jumped back in again and saw the improvements i was like i'm not touching this again until it's done because i'm gonna be all <laughs> over it i'm gonna be all over it and I don't even like turn-based games. So like that's honestly saying a lot about the quality of the game and like how much they thought of. Like I'll say this, one of the things with this game is like I'm so ensnared into the story mm-hmm. that sometimes when I have to do battles, I get annoyed. Because I'm like, <laughs> I just want the story. Because I get so annoyed with like and I understand D D. A lot of yeah. things are based on roles. Like when I miss, I'm like, you whiffed on that? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and, but I love the fact you can save whenever. So anytime I got to roll the <laughs> dice, I save. Yeah, people, I, 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 I cheese it. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting my perfect run. And yeah. it's like trying to review it because I got a review copy for PC about a month ago. Okay. And then a couple of days ago, I got the ps5 nice. and i didn't know if because i didn't know there was cross save so yes. all my progress carries over but then i'm over here like when i got it they're like all right here's is coming out on the embargoes in two days and i'm like i just dropped a review for the pc version <laughs> what do i do <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> they got the nerve to give you an embargo for the PS5 version. What? I've played the game. I played the game two years ago. <laughs> I was able to review this game in early access two years ago. Now I got an embargo for the PS5 version? <laughs> what? That's how they do sometimes, man. It's silly. It is silly. I'm just like <laughs> it's the same game. <laughs> I'm like nothing changed. <laughs> right? I will I mean, say, 
Um, I can't wait for the mods to mature in this game. Cannot wait. But also, if anyone's playing on PC and you don't want to use a controller like I was doing, like I was trying not to play a controller because I, I did it and I was like, all right, I can see the appeal. I like how it feels. There's just certain things that are just way different on the controller versus on mouse and keyboard, like mm-hmm. accessing your skills or like conversational stuff. Um, there is a mod called WASD and a mod called like better improved camera or something like that. Mm-hmm. They turn it into like a third person style game on PC where you can use WASD to control your character and just move the camera around with middle mouse button. A much, much better experience. Okay. Like, I'm going to use that. Yeah, I'm gonna need it's, to use that because, like, I, 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 as much as I love this game, I hate click, point, point to move games. I hate them. League of Legends can't play it specifically because of that. Um, I think also Diablo is like that. Can't stand it. Cannot stand it. This alleviates that issue and allows you to like have control over your character. So instead of telling your character to go somewhere and then they climb a bunch of boxes. And then they jump over something and then they climb stairs to get to it as opposed to just going up the ladder that mm. you just told them to go up. Um, you can physically move your character just to the ladder. It's great. It's great. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to try that one. I'm going to have yeah. to try it mod. Yeah. I, all right. So before I, we, we dive more into gaming, I, I want to touch on this because you, you brought up viewership. Mm. Um, what do you feel... Like, when did you start seeing that that happen? And what do you think attributed to it? Hmm. This is, this is, mine is a unique scenario because I had to take time off from streaming at a mm-hmm. time where I was getting really good viewership, really good viewership. I'm talking like 75 to 100 per stream, like concurrent. Um, there were times it was like 125. I, was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm I'm here for it and I'm gonna keep this momentum going. So yes. yeah, crazy, crazy yeah. big streams, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was around a time where it was like a lot of activity on games that I was interested in. So it was like it was a perfect storm of all that stuff coming together. Um, I moved, so I was living. I'm from Boston. I moved out to California um, for for my wife's work. And you do not have a Boston accent, sir. <laughs> I, don't. I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I never have. So the thing is, is that I grew up, I grew up in the hood. So like, we don't really talk like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, granted, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Like if. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't know that though. They don't know. Like there's certain words that I'll say and it'll, it'll, it'll sound a little, little tiny Boston, but even even when I was in college and we um we stayed in in New York City for part of the year as part of the program, and just meeting random people who were you know actors or um you know people in the entertainment industry whatever, and they're like, "Yo, you don't sound like you're from Boston at all. Like you have like a very neutral accent." I was like, "Thanks, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, nah, just this is just how this is how I talk. This is like even to an extent like people I grew up around." They had a little more hood in them, a little more. So I, I kind of like balanced it out with everything. But see, see, and people, don't, for those of y'all who don't understand, if you grew up in a hood, like there's a certain way we talk. 
Yeah. But when we're not around folks from the hood, we talk a different way. Yeah. And it's, it's a level of <laughs> yeah. adaptability. Some folks can get it, some don't. But, yeah. you know, it, it ain't you adjust to where you are, yeah. to your environment. So you don't talk at work the same way you talk to your friends. So it's, you know, it's that yeah. same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, I distracted myself here. The original <laughs> question. What was the original question? <laughs> oh, 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 you were asking me. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, blanked oh, for oh, a second. Oh, oh, uh, uh, was, um, what, what do you think changed? Uh, oh, right. When it came to the viewership? Yes. I moved. It, it, okay. <laughs> I moved. And during that time, I had to take time off because my, all this stuff that you see in the background, a lot of this stuff, like the, the shelves, I had a totally different setup in in California. Um, this is a better setup, though. But all that stuff that was there got moved to storage because when we moved down here, we had the intention of buying a house pretty mm -hmm. quickly and then moving into that house. So I'm in, I'm in Austin, Texas now. So we moved to Texas, what, two years ago? And during that time, we had a temporary uh, housing. So we were staying at a, the, the company that my wife works at, set us up with a, a company um, to get like a one month stay somewhere while we figure out where we're going to live. Mm -hmm. And so if we didn't find a house in that time, we were just going to get an apartment and be good with that until we found a house. So luckily, we did find like our ideal house pretty early on and took... Mm, it took honestly a few weeks just researching and looking up realtors and checking out places. And that's when you got on TV. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been on TV because <laughs> of that now, you know what I'm saying? So that was a, a pretty cool experience. But again, during all that time, I had access to none of my streaming material, streaming stuff. Like I had a laptop and then my PS5 died. Something happened. Like it was, yeah. So like, I had a PS5 right before we left, and that PS5, um, the graphics card in it was starting to go, and I was noticing it. I was playing Spider-Man. I was like, why are there all these lines going everywhere out of my character? That's not supposed to happen. Oh, and so that's, that's that right, because the first, the first generation of PS5s, the they very, actually... Very, very, they, they actually, for those of you who don't know, they actually quietly brought made a uh a second revision uh, revision and that they just brought no attention to mm -hmm. so unfortunately yeah. my ps5 was one of the ones that didn't make it so i had to get a replacement ps5 so not only did i not have access to like any of my streaming gear i had a laptop which was it's it's a pretty old laptop it's from like 2013 um I've, i have this laptop had the ps5 ps5 died uh, we were in between spaces internet wasn't amazing uh, moving looking for a house coordinating all this other stuff it just wasn't enough time to make content so for that month um i had to take time off during the move i had to take time off and then during the move to the apartment because the house that we ended up buying was a pre-built mm-hmm and due to the COVID restrictions and due to all the issues pertaining to that, that whole process took almost a full year longer than it was supposed to. 
not a full year, six months. Actually, holy crap, it was almost it was a full year since we put the it was over a year since we expressed interest and then was able to move in. It was over a year. So we were told that it was around October, November when we like finally put the bid in. We were told mm-hmm. that in February it was going to be done. So I was like, you know what? We can keep all that stuff in storage until February. I'll just take as much time as I need. And then I'll just stream off of this laptop if I really have to, um, which was not ideal. And as you, as we all have heard the horror stories of, of delays, um, the house was delayed by know, nine, 10 months. Uh, so it wasn't until December that the house ended up being finished. So for up until July of last year, I had no access to any of my streaming equipment except for a laptop. And so during that time, I had just very jerry-rigged configurations. I was only able to play certain games and I was only able to play them at a certain level. So Mm -hmm. in between taking time off and then in between when I came back, things being shitty, excuse my French, uh, all of that contributed to declining numbers. Uh, so in this space, creative space, if you if you take time off longer yeah. than a week, good luck. Good luck going back to what you had with regards to all that momentum you had built up. Because I went from having 75 to 100 to 125 viewers per stream to having 10. And people don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to talk about that at all. Yeah. Taking <sighs> time off in this industry, how we talked about freedom, we have the freedom to do it, but we will suffer horribly because of it. Uh-huh. It, is, it is not kind to work-life balance. It is not. No. No. Uh, when we... It's been a year and a month since... Uh, Lehu and I moved our family f- into this this condo from the house that we had, mm-hmm. and that move we didn't have any movers. Isale uh, mm. at the time was she wasn't even two; mm. she was she was still a I think she's like a year and a half. And at that age, like you can't tell her anything because it's like there's no concept of understanding. Not like now; she's almost three now, so like she she gets it now, but mm. like. You know, we had no help moving. Mm. It was just me, her, and, you know, our baby. And between trying to move out of a a three-bedroom house into a one-bedroom condo. That's hard. That's hard. Bruh, like, moving all the stuff into a storage, trying to clean the old place. It took... It took a week for the move. It took months to get back to like a semblance of normal. And mm-hmm. even then, like the time it took for me to get back to streaming, because in that time, I had a lot of momentum on, on YouTube mm. when it came to like viewership and streaming. Cause I used to stream my other podcasts decked up live on YouTube mm-hmm. and I would get, 
40, 50 people, folks donating and, and super thanks and all the other stuff. So I was doing good. Revenue mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. And then I took that time off and never recovered. Yeah. It, when I came back to it, because like when we finally got set up here, um, my desktop died. Oh, no. And I had to send that out to get repaired. So I was like, okay, I got my laptop. Then my laptop died a day later. And then uh, a shout out to uh, Acer for sending me over one of the Predator gaming laptops. I was having to use that as a makeshift. I was supposed to do a review on it, but they were like, hey, you know, we know you don't have the computer, so just just use it as you need. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have sent a desktop, but they didn't have any insta- uh, any that they could loan out. So, like, mm-hmm. I just used their, one of their high-end gaming laptops. And I'm sorry, folks. Using a gaming laptop when you've been using a desktop, it's it ain't, it's not, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just power, performance. So I was having to scale back stuff. And every time, like, my, I would go to pick up my la- desktop and laptop from repair, I bring it home. Something else is wrong. Mm-hmm. With the laptop, the graphics card. I came back and it's like, oh, yeah, your computer doesn't have a graphics card. Took it At back all? to Geeks. Yeah, it, it didn't. It, it, well, <laughs> it was there. But apparently, Geek Squad, and I know people are going to be like, yeah, but aren't you in tech? Yeah, I don't have the time to. Do all the deal with and that, yeah. On top of the fact, Hawaii didn't have like we don't have a micro center or a Fry's Electronics or anything like that. We have Best Buy, mm, mm-hmm. and most of the parts we need we can't ship out here. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, going to Geek Squad, I, I came back. I'm like, yo, it's not even it's not even showing my my graphics card. So shipped it out. Another week went by. Uh, came back. Oh, now it won't charge. Send it back out. Another issue. And I'm like, can I just get something else? That replace. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, y'all eating into my money right now. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, so I, I had to, I replaced my gaming laptop with uh, a Mac Studio, which has been one of the best decisions I've made because that thing, I can edit, I can stream on, I can do a lot of stuff with it. But mm-hmm. then you had to deal with being in the Apple ecosystem, which yeah. 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 Not, mm. not not great. And then with my desktop, which I'm gonna have to send this out for the seventh time because Ugh. yeah, I, I had a I've uh I had an issue with the RAM. So now I'm up at 64 gigs of RAM. And nice. um I had issues with overheating. They had to change out the power supply oh three times. They had to change out the, the liquid cooling. Which company times. is this? This is a uh, cyber power, but I had to mm. send it over to because I had the the geek squad thing. Okay, A- and uh, yeah, it was always some who to avoid. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like I I got it back this time, and like now it's like when this last time I got it back, <laughs> they kept one of my hard drives. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I got years. Years of stuff I did not back up in the cloud, oh, gone. No. gone. And they, they have—they don't know where it is, of course. They—they they have no clue. So yeah, I had to deal with all that from the move. And so when I was finally able to get back to a point of consistent stuff, um, yeah, you know, it's—it's it's just not been the same. And even with like my 
this podcast decked up being the best performing mm. um it doesn't do as well on youtube anymore i used to do thousands of views and now it's like i'm lucky if i get 100 on youtube and with the audio format audio format has been consistent so i still get mm. a good payout from from spotify and my sponsorship with them but good frick man like the youtube front i'm over here like th- this is just not and when i look at the stuff that people are doing that's taken off i'm like i don't have the time to be doing all these jump cuts and and transitions and and zoom in and out and all that i'm like i gotta do what i can do before my two and a half year old is like no you're done come on right <laughs> right attention right <laughs> so it yeah when you when you lose that when you got that momentum and it goes away for whatever reason mm-hmm. good luck mm-hmm. good luck it ain't easy it ain't easy getting it back possible oh, sure but probable i mean and people move on you know, yeah, and do. that's uh, that, that's the other thing. They, they move on, and you know, and you come back, and if you you're not vibing with them the way they they are with someone else, like, all right, they're like I, bro, I saw my pa- my Patreon. I was I was doing good on Patreon. Mm. Saw that dry up. Mm. They ain't come back yet. That's frustrating, and, and again, it's 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 not an experience that's unique to either of us. I remember talking with someone else who also took a hiatus. It took, um, it took a, a considerable amount of time off. And matter of fact, I think I ended up taking up much more than three months off. It might have been like three or four months. So I was thinking, I was like, maybe I only did two months, one or two months. No, nah, it was like four months or something like that. Because in between all the moving between looking for an apartment in between looking for our house and then in between all the other work I had to do. Um, yeah. And then, and then like not having access to equipment to be able to run it the way you really want to run it. Uh-huh. It's hard. It, this, this is, this is a cutthroat industry and being a content creator, you know, just like with everything else has its ups and downs and has its pros and cons. But when it, when it, gets bad it gets real bad it gets real bad man it, yeah it... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Man. I, I i love it but i'm i'm loving it less than i used to and it hurts to say that because this is this has always been one of my dreams um but i'm thankful that i got to at least experience that dream for the time that I have, and then whatever happens from here just happens from here. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, adding to that, you know, and this is not to discourage anyone who wants to consider doing this. Like, follow your heart, follow your passions smartly. Mm-hmm. I will say. If mm-hmm. you got some good paying and you have not built up anything in the creator space, don't throw away a good paying career or job to go all in on this with nothing behind you. You, you need to, for, for Oni and I, we worked while building this before we jumped over. 
So yes. there, there, there's 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 a method to the madness, and that's what we did. And yeah. anyone who wants to do this, build up something, a, a bit of a foundation before you make that leap. Because mm-hmm. when stuff starts drying up, and I know a lot of creators, especially with like when it came like the Steam Deck, that was the big thing last year. A lot of folks branded fully around that. That's another thing. Don't brand around a product or a game. Mm. Your mm-hmm. branding needs to be you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I know that's a whole other conversation we can go into, but I know a lot of folks branded around Steam Deck and mm. now not doing well. Because, yeah. I mean, you look at Steam Deck and you look at everything else coming out and I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't even know how you make all of your content around a Steam Deck. I don't even know how you do that. Like, do you just play everything off of the Steam Deck and that's your hook? Or that was that was people saying they're like, "Yo, don't get a Switch, get a Steam Deck. Don't get a Xbox or a PlayStation, get a Steam Deck. Don't buy a gaming PC, just play a Steam Deck." Or or uh, like, oh yeah, this is how you can play the Steam Deck. You can play these games on Steam Deck. You just need to go into desktop, understand a little bit about Linux, go do a little okay. coding, do all this, <laughs> this, and this. And I mean, it's got a devout group of people, yeah. but like, there's a lot of folks that just like, I just want to pick up this game and play it. I, yes. I don't want to tinker with it. And I'm seeing like the a lot of the big folks, they're having to shift away from Steam Deck and then they're doing the ally. And then like Lenovo mm-hmm. just announced their thing, which is going to be, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be getting it. I'm nice, I'm, nice. I, well, I, well, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. I, I, I don't oh, have a got you that hook though. That's what sucks because it looks cool. I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to get that because you know I'm I'm into tinkering with it. But then some folks are like already branding around that, and I'm like, that that I wish there was a marketing and PR class for people wanting to do content creating because mm-hmm. a lot of folks could definitely use it. Yeah, the I've I've done. Thankfully, I've had the opportunity through Twitch to do a creator camp, and they have a few other creator camps that are similar to the ones that I did. Mm-hmm. This was on branding and the importance of it and how to incorporate it in your your own content. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran that session for TwitchCon, what was it, 2017 or 2018? And that was like, I'm pretty sure it was their highest viewed creator camp panel at the time. I don't know about now, um, but... There are resources out there for people to check out with regards to it, but uh, some people need a little more help with it than they realize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. So last topic of this before we switch over to our last last topic of uh, game, because I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're you busy. You got a lot of stuff to do. But um, so I want to talk about when you partner with a company and I'm very, I'm being very careful how wording <laughs> this. I don't, I, I, I don't want to. Okay. So like, yeah. I, I got you. So, yeah. so um, quickly on this. So when it comes to working with companies, like a lot of people don't understand the difference between uh, affiliate mm. and partnership. And a lot of people assume that if they get an affiliate and they're shutting out a code, getting a percentage. That's the way that they should do it. And in many cases, that's cool. But I do feel like a lot of companies can be predatory with that. Yes. 
and take advantage of you. Like I, I, for me, if it's a paid gig and it's something I care about, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But there are companies I'm partnered, I'm partnered with. Um, mm-hmm. Case in point, I'll say Abram Media. No shade mm-hmm. at them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, show me the money. You want mm-hmm. me to do this? It's money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know people that are with Elgato getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I have partnerships with a bunch of different brands. Um, not I'm being careful about how I say this too. Some of them are paying just for doing activations, just for doing content, just for making something with regards to their product. And uh-huh. some of them provide products consistently. Um, and I'm like one of the first to get it. And I also have a discount code that gives people a discount on the product and gets me a, a, a bonus as well. So I have relationships both ways, but the relationships that are affiliates essentially or affiliate partnerships where you know, they'll provide me products and then they'll mm-hmm. give me codes for like bonus money. I get paid through that because the stuff that I'm pushing is stuff A, that I like, I strongly believe in, uh, but B, people are already trying to find deals on that stuff. So mm-hmm. it works out in that very specific scenario. And it's a brand that I respect a lot. I don't accept any other um, partnerships or affiliate ships that are based on just commissions alone. If you're, if at this point in my career, especially, if you're interested in working with me, you have to put something up because I, it's free advertisement otherwise. Like, even if yeah. someone doesn't buy something using my code or using my code in that moment right away, they will do it later and I won't get, rec- I won't get anything for it. So we as content creators are kind of billboards. We're like yeah. giant advertising spaces for companies to, to, use at their will and so when like you said they are predatory and they see that people will sign on with them for free advertising for the possibility of maybe getting some money if you've been doing this for long enough where you can charge for stuff that you do don't accept affiliate ships anymore just don't even do it because they're they're getting so much more out of you than you are and in that situation it's not a partnership it's a it's a gouge yeah all right, rapid fire question for the last one. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it on this question: review scores and how <laughs> that is affecting the gaming industry and gamers as a whole. The floor mm-hmm. is completely yours. You can this unfiltered. Tell us what you think. Woo! I've been a long time supporter of the idea that reviews should no longer use scores i understand from a very baseline perspective why they exist and why metacritic is important quote unquote but at the end of the day when the average consumer or even just the average person from the outside looking in sees a review score for something they immediately associate it with a tier of quality or a tier of enjoyment if they see a six or a seven out of 10 on a product, they are incredibly least, less likely to pick it up versus something that's an eight, nine, or 10. Mm-hmm. So whenever they see that, even if it's in a genre, like if there's someone who only likes to play sports games and they see Elden Ring got a 10 out of 10, 
and they look at that like oh this must be a great game like this is going to be perfect for me regardless of the genre regardless of what's been said regardless of any of that stuff a 10 out of 10 is the game that you can't ignore and then you get in there and you die 700 times to the first boss you're like this is insane i hate this you're gonna be so mad because a you didn't do your due diligence and and research and see what the game was really about and if it was for you but Mm -hmm. b you're gonna look at that review score and be like this is absolute bullshit why would anyone ever give this this amount and so unless you look at the context around that number you'll never understand or never be able to delineate what's better for you versus better for someone else yeah and so when i was doing reviewing i I put it on like a a four naming scale it was about um avoid buy um must buy i think it was just three i think it was just a three scale um, and it was just like, or rent, right? So, so try it. So if you have a chance to try it or rent it or like have it on trial or whatever, do that. I had a four scale and it was that. Any game that I put out and people appreciate it because they actually, if they didn't want to read the whole thing, they would look at the conclusion. They would see what it says and they'll see the lettering and they'll see the name. They'll say rent. It's like, oh, wow. They say they actually recommend renting it. So I should at least try it. So there was already this psychological thing going on in their head that like, hey, I know to at least give this a try based on these pros and cons. Whenever people see those numbers, they don't, they just don't. And I'm, I've been guilty of it before. I've been guilty of passing by games that were seven out of tens and not even looking to see what the reviewer said because it wasn't worth my time because they said not to pick it up, even though seven isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of these companies and, and outlets, they're using numbers. They don't even have a, uh a frame of reference for what each of these numbers mean. It's just, oh, we're going to give it this. And it's like, all right, well, that's why I, I default to like the old game pro magazine fun factor. Yeah. You know, with, with that, because numbers. Is, yeah. All right, man. So, so all that being said, anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Uh, Two things. Okay. One. Make sure y'all stay locked here on Mikhail Casanova's podcast. Make sure you give him some love. Make sure you give him some flowers. He's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes to not only create content, but to also help his brothers and sisters, the people of Hawaii, out in this situation. He's done a lot of things that were personally out of his way to help out so um give him his flowers with that say say a thank you every once in a while um just just for caring just for doing something because he didn't have to do anything no one has to do anything and so everyone who's donating everyone who's helping every all the companies and individuals and people in the media who are utilizing their own platforms to do something to help um we both thank you uh, for that um, and also the last thing, yeah, y'all like all the controversy with the Starfield thing and reviews and all that. Just look, pay attention to what people are saying versus the little clip, soundbite, whatever it is, the number. Pay attention to the context of anything, not just reviews, but just of life. Of anytime you see someone on Twitter or X, whatever, whatever the f- they're calling it now. 
<laughs> Anytime you see some controversy and some that someone's rallying up, look at the context and just do a little due diligence. Inform yourself. That's all I got, man. People, people are just yeah. so quick to jump on some bandwagon or another, and they for, they lose sight on what it is they were actually trying to do. And and that's the thing that's actually taking over this industry. That's another yeah. reason where I'm kind of like, I don't think I fit in this anymore because mm. it's all about the hot takes and, and praying for something to fail so you yeah. can get the clicks. And I, I hate that. Like, that's not why I got into this. But that's another topic for another po- uh, podcast. So with that yes. being said, folks, I want to thank Black Oni for taking time out of his day to to be on this podcast and, you know, uh, to, to share his wisdom, his experience, his journey with us here uh, you'll find links to all of his outlets and every platform he's on are you on blue sky social too i am but i'm a uh i'm a little confused it, it's a not an app yet it's only on mobile sorry it's only on desktop but also threads is weird it's the other way around so it's only on mobile but it's not on desktop i was like y'all need to get these together make it on real. both so that we can stop using x yeah 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 or at least use it less <laughs> all right so i'm gonna leave links to everything down in the description below and if y'all want to catch this episode of the podcast and, and many others you can catch it here on youtube also on spotify and every major podcasting outlets and video and audio format so with that being said we're signing out uh thank y'all again for coming through for watching and listening when this goes up and uh black only thank you for taking time out of your day man again Thank you. And y'all have a good rest of your day. All for your time for listening to this episode of the Casanova Podcast and One Podcast in Hawaii. If you found this episode to be incredibly enjoyable, informative, or if there's anything you gain from it or any insight or, you know, anything that's good that you really, really enjoy, make sure whatever platform you're listening to it on, or if you're watching it, leave a comment if that's available on the platform, like it, share it around with someone you think would enjoy it, and give us some feedback because your feedback is exactly Exactly what we need to keep this show going. And if you're wondering what are some ways that you could support the show, we got various ways. We've got Patreon, we have channel memberships over on YouTube, as well as Subscribestar, Coffee, and so much more. Links for everything will be in the description of the podcast, so make sure you go check that out. And with all that being said, I hope you have an aloha rest of your day. Let them know that I'm next level, I'm a whole new kind of guy at the top spot in case you forgot we the ones that got the black hot bullet got the shot